0: Hello and welcome to season four of the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, an organization that is dedicated to helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. And my name's Rachel Naylor, and I'll be your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, from video games, to commercials, to animation, to promos. I'm also editor of The Buzz magazine, which is the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. I'm director at Elements Demos, founder and CEO of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. I talk to some amazing experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. And that's what this podcast is all about. So the voiceover network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. Head over to the voiceovernetwork.org website to see all the amazing events and workshops we have going on. I started the VoiceOver Network over eight years ago. I can't believe that now. Because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals from around the world to come together to get help, support, and advice, and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals of all levels. So people who've been in the industry for over 40 years and people just starting out. And I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your voiceover journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Now, I have a very special guest for you today. I am going to be talking to the brilliant Ben McCauley, who is a multi-award winning British voice actor, who is a specialist in the world of corporate narration and e-learning, and has also voiced many commercials, video games, apps, and on-hold announcements. He has over three decades of industry experience under his belt, and has provided countless voiceovers for clients such as Amazon, Nike, Disney, Netflix, Netflix. Barclays, Emirates, Google, Ikea, and Coca-Cola. And in 2019, he won his first Sovas Voice Arts Award for Outstanding E-Learning, which, we, which he then went on to win again the next year. And the year after that, he won Best Audio Description category. His dream is to eventually move to the US and continue his career stateside. Oh, and he's also a member of the VoiceOver Network. So welcome, Ben.
1: Thank you very much, Ryan. It's lovely to be here.
0: Yeah, good to have you. I know I've been trying to get you on this podcast and now you're here. Yeah, Yeah,
1: there's never enough time in the day though, is there? You know about that.
0: It's true. (laughs) I know. Busy, busy people. I know you're very busy doing lots, lots of of voiceovers and lots of recording and running your voiceover business. So Ben, tell us, tell us, how did you, how did you get started in voiceovers?
1: Well, um, I always say it's not really very exciting. I think it's quite a traditional route, really. I um, At school, I always wanted to be an actor. I got involved in school plays and uh, some, of my, <laughs> some of my finest work at school. I was Adrian Moore, which was just amazing. And I, I have such good memories, you know, of, of being a kid acting. And it's all I ever wanted to do. So uh, when I left school, I went to drama school in London. Uh, and then when I left drama school, I had a kind of, um, I guess, a kind of crisis of confidence story story of my life really uh, but I kind of thought is this sensible you know I, I do want to do it and it's all I've ever wanted to do but is it going to pay the bills and all those doubts crept into my head so I bought myself a bit of time and went to university and got big debt um, spent three years <laughs> at university um, but while I was there I, I had a couple of agents I went to Bristol uni uh, I had a couple of agents so I was still doing a bit of acting and, and she got me a few um, bits and pieces, which was great. And my final year in Bristol, I, I applied for a job at uh, Hospital Radio, Bristol Royal Infirmary, um, and which was great. Um, and it kind of reminded me that I like to be in front of a mic. I like to be mm. performing. Um, and I graduated, moved back to Cambridge, but I applied because of the, the Hospital Radio job. I, I thought, I'll, I'll test my luck and see if I can um, get a job at the local BBC. Which I did and I was very lucky. They they opened the doors, let me in. Um and so I started working for them and I I ended up staying with them for nearly 17, 18 years. Um wow. which was great. It was tough, um, but it was good and and it meant that I could continue to do a bit of acting on the side, some voiceover works and presenting on the side, um, whilst, you know, holding down a, a regular job. So it was good for me. It it, it served a purpose and I learned some you know, amazing skills. It's a, really, it's a multi-skilled environment. Um, mm. So, you know, I was doing everything from um, radio presenting, uh, video editing, bit of directing, vision mixing, sound engineering, reporting, all sorts of things. Um, and it was great. I, I do probably why I've ended up being a voice actor. I get bored very easily. So I yeah. like to be doing something different every day. And and that job certainly was was different. You you never really knew what to expect. Of course, it depended on what stories broke that day. Mm -hmm. Um plus there was the the added adrenaline of of a live TV gallery, you know, and um in live news, it can be pretty stressful. But it was it was great fun as well. So yeah, um there I stayed for 17 years. Um and I always said if the voiceover work was going really well and and I was finding you know my time stretched too much, then I would consider perhaps leaving the BBC and um, doing this full-time and that point came in 2015 Um, and I finally it took me a while but I finally jumped ship and the best thing I've ever done I do wish I'd done it earlier but uh, you know it is what it is and and I am thankful for that job and it did teach me teach me so much and then in 2015 I also met you for the first time
0: which is crazy. Oh I remember it
1: was God. um it was the Some von summer party at Jamie's in Piccadilly. Oh,
0: wow! Yeah, was that your first Voiceover Network event? That was
1: my first event.
0: Oh my goodness! And, I was and, pregnant. And, and, I was huge. That's was... right, you
1: were. <laughs> you were pregnant. Yeah, but it was a brilliant, and I and I met people that night that I'm still in touch with today, and I'm still great friends with. So. Um yeah, it was it was one of the best things I ever did. And and I do believe that things happen for a reason, you know, and the timing was right. I just left the BBC. I discovered VoiceOver Network. I, I thought I'd give it a go. Of course I was terrified. I remember yeah. standing outside, not knowing anybody, thinking, should I be here? And boy, I'm pleased I went in. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's it's amazing, isn't it, when you feel like you've you've found your tribe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and there's there's no nicer tribe than voice actors. You know, yeah. I just I've never met a a, a not nice one. Um, yeah, one is just so supportive, and and you know, it, it, it's just an amazing industry, and I'm very very lucky to be part of it oh well you're meant to be here you're meant to be here it's kind of well I do I think things happen for a reason so yeah yeah, I mean I I doubt it quite often I I suffer terribly from um from anxiety and imposter syndrome I think my reaction when you said will you come on my podcast I said why (laughs) nobody wants to hear from me (laughs) um so you know I, I, I I do suffer from that and I think at times in in my career it slightly held me back but you know every year I get stronger I learn new techniques and and I get over it um and as you said we're meant to be here
0: yeah and it is it is a tricky thing and I think it, it's it's good to be able to talk about because most people don't talk about it. And it's, you know, that that feeling of we all and I think we all have it. You know, we all have those like good voices, bad voices, you know, the negative voice that kind of sits on your shoulder and says, nobody likes you. You're rubbish.
1: You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, um, it's true. And I think I always try and I want to work out why it is that creative people in particular, so many actors and, and even, you know, A-lister actors, yeah. They all, a lot of them, suffer from from anxiety and 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 self confidence issues, um, and it is weird that we're drawn to an industry where we're kind of <laughs> laying ourselves bare, aren't we? We're exposing ourselves and and we're opening ourselves to to criticism and and um, everybody hearing us. Yep, underneath, you know, we're <laughs> mildly panicking.
0: Yeah. I know it's yeah. funny because people outside the acting industry kind of look at actors and think, Oh my God, they're so confident. And all us actors, we we all know the secret is actually yeah. we're the most insecure. <laughs> we just we're just all pretending. Yeah. You know, I'm
1: on the outside and inside, you know, under the water that the feet are pedaling yeah. like that. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. funny.
0: Yeah. And how do you, so how do you deal with, with, with the, you know, the imposter syndrome and yeah
1: I, negative voice? I, I think sometimes, you know, I just take a step back and I, and I look at the journey that I've been on. I look at where I've, where I am and I tell myself, you know, that I am good enough. You know, mm. I'm, I'm here on my own merit. I've, I've put in the work. Um, I'm booking every day. You know, I have repeat clients that have, have stuck with me for some maybe over a decade yeah. and i tell myself you know if you weren't good at it this wouldn't be happening yeah you would have probably jacked it in years ago um so yeah and, and also i mean i know you're you're a great one in uh believer in, in meditation and i've spoken to you a few times about it yeah. i've kind of i i've begun dabbling i do a bit of yoga and and mm-hmm. some bit of meditation and i'm just trying to look after myself a bit more yeah um, physically and mentally uh, mm-hmm. And I think it helps. And so, whereas before, you know, I'd be rushing around like crazy, just taking everything and and pleasing everyone. I'm, I am now just beginning to step back slightly and breathe and and take it in and take it from there. So I guess that's how I tend to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it nice. And also, good. you know, I just get prepared. If if I've got a live, I, I just get prepared early. You know, I yeah. warm up early. I come in. I make sure everything's set up. I I practice the script. I, I read the script through and I think that helps if you you know if you feel confident about the script and and who your audience is and you know you you'll get through it <laughs> yeah that's the, that's definitely. The time, anyway the aim
0: nice nice and yes meditation uh anyone who's listening I am a big believer in meditation and even if you you know if you've never done it before and you think oh my gosh because I remember before I started doing it and I was like Sitting down for like, I can't sit still for five minutes, let alone 20 minutes. What are you talking about sitting there doing nothing? That's madness. But it's so, so powerful. And, you know, we live in a world where we are constantly being, you know, told what to do, what to say, what to eat, what to wear, you know, and there's so much information being thrown at us, bombarding us constantly, that it can get very difficult to listen to our inner voice, our instinct, our intuition. And that's our most like valuable thing so I feel like meditation is that that time where you kind of you just give your it it's time for you to to listen to yourself and 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 open up that channel of conversation you know that that channel so you can hear your intuition um and it can be very very healing as well
1: yeah I um, am I've got myself into a bit of routine you know it's the first thing I do in the morning I'll get up early and and just spend half an hour whether it's meditation or yoga and um it's just you know the rest of the family uh, aren't up the house is quiet um you know and i can just forget about the day ahead for it's only half an hour but Mm -hmm. i think it it really helps it's a really nice way to start the day and and i think it's really helped me um since i've kind of been doing it nice Awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, when you're feeling down, you get to look at your three Sovas awards and smile.
1: <laughs> well, I, I polish them every morning. <laughs> I've done my yoga. I polish my awards. Now they're, they're in my office. And uh, yeah, I'm very proud of them. And it, it it does, you know, it gives me a bit of confidence in it. It does remind me that, you know, it, it has been a long journey. I, I've had quite a few people say to me, you know, oh, this looks this good. How do I how do I do it? And the first thing I say is, look, it, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, yeah. it takes time. You've got to be really patient, and it, and it has been a, a pretty long journey for me to to finally get here. But yeah, I look at my Sovas awards, and I look at them, and I think I actually use them as a way of motivation because I just want more, and I want more, and I want more. Yeah. So, in a way, it's good because it just reminds me, you know, I've got to keep putting in the work, I've got to keep plugging away, I've got to keep training, I've got to, you know, persevere um so actually that you know we we joke but they are quite an important part of my studio and i I do look at them pretty much for motivational reasons nice awesome and i
0: i remember i was there that year the first year you won won, um the SoVas. yeah that was in 2019
1: and it made it so special because there was a, a, a quite a big group from von there and it was um it was an amazing night it really was i'll never forget that when you your name's announced and you either make a speech or you go off and you have your official photo taken on the red carpet. And the person that was accepting theirs before me was Dave Vanoy, who, like a couple of years earlier, I mean, I've always looked looked up to him and admired him. And a couple of years earlier, I did a one-to-one with Dave through through VoiceOver Network. And I kind of had to just sort of realize, Blimey, you there's Dave and he's handing you the Sovas award. You know, I've in in mm-hmm. the space of two years, things have Things have really happened for me, so it was a, it was a surreal, but it was an incredible night, and it was brilliant that you guys you were there as well. Really,
0: yeah, amazing. As, as an
1: actor, I mean, the, if you had told me when I was a kid, it doesn't matter what award it was, if you told me you'll be in Hollywood, you'll be on a red carpet, and you'll be holding an award, I mean, that's what I dreamed of. You know, when from my earliest memories. Yeah. Um, so it was it was just awesome, and I I loved every moment of it.
0: Oh, and it was a big—it was a big jump for you, wasn't it? You know, getting out of your comfort zone, oh, yeah. going to LA. You know,
1: absolutely. yeah, absolutely. It's, but you know, that, that kind of sums up. I think my journey—I've always pushed myself. Mm. It's very easy, isn't it, to get stuck in a bit of a rut. And when I was at the BBC, I was—I was in a rut because I knew I would—I would be paid. I would pay. I could pay the bills, and you know, I could do the job by then, pretty much with my eyes shut. But I think it's only when you start pushing yourself and you start stepping outside that comfort zone, Mm. that's when things start to happen. Um, And when I realized that and I discovered that and pushed myself further, I don't think it's any coincidence that that's when things started to take off for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I know that thing. And I've seen it happen, you know, with voice actors traveling, you know, both sides of the pond to, to events to, you know, whether it's um, recently we had Get Your Game on London and we had quite a few um, Americans travel over. And the, the amazing things that have happened have kind of happened quick, quite quickly in their careers. Um, it's almost like the universe rewards you for being brave.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I do. And, you know, it reminds me of what I said earlier. I I remember standing outside Jamie's in Piccadilly for that first von event. And I think part of me was going... This isn't me. I don't do networking events. I don't know anyone. I'm I'm nervous and and I think I probably, you know, if things had gone another way, I could have turned around and and walked away and thank goodness I didn't.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, but it just
1: proves, doesn't it? You do just have to push yourself. Particularly in this industry, you you really have to test yourself. Um and as I said, I think that's when, you know, that the rewards start to happen.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Oh, well,
1: you've you helped push me. Von has helped push me. Yay! Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: I'm so pleased. And I, I'm i honoured, you know, and it feels, you know, brilliant to have been part of your journey and to be part of your journey. And, you know, I love that you're a member and that you're, you know, such a kind of Vaughn, you know, through so and through.
1: I am because, you know, and I've, I've said to you before, I I do owe a lot to you. Um, You've introduced me to so many different people. Um, you know, you've you've found me work directly. You've I've, I've got to train with people that I probably wouldn't have known about if it hadn't been for Von. Um, And so it's really nice it, for me. It's really nice that I'm able now to just to start. You know, giving a little something back to you guys. I did the um, yeah. uh, the workout group a couple of weeks ago, which was amazing. But again, of course, me being me, I was going. No, I don't know anything. They're not going <laughs> to want to listen to my advice. It's what I know. But, you know, it was really good fun. And it was so it was so great to hear everyone read. Um, And yeah, yeah, there's definitely competition out there. They're also good.
0: (laughs) Oh, and it's interesting when you when you teach, you learn so much. You know, I've learned so much from teaching over the years and coaching and and when I'm directing now as well. It's fascinating. You just yeah, you suddenly and yeah, you learn loads for your own performance, but also kind of moving forward and then and and working out kind of what works, what doesn't work and realizing, you know, every voice actor is different and every voice actor, you know, needs to be, you know, directed differently. And yeah, it's it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I, I remember particularly at the beginning, I would look at social media and I would see voice actors doing really well and then I'd beat myself up over it thinking, oh, how are they? they're doing so much better than me. But then, you know, you remember that every single voice is unique. We are all completely different. We have our own unique voice that nobody else has. So there is no point in comparing yourself to anybody else. There's no point in it whatsoever. Um, and I think that's probably helped me as well over the years. You know, it's, it's you know I concentrate on, on my job, my training, my work. And mm. that's kind of, you know, what's important.
0: Definitely be you, everyone, because there's, you know, no one else like you. That's, that's the wonderful thing. That's our, that's our USB is, yeah. is that we are completely unique and nobody has lived the life that we've lived. Nobody has been through the, the pain and the, the joy and the love and all the amazing experiences that, that create the human that we are that then is the communicator. So um, true. so true
1: i'm I'm just thinking to myself i wonder when i got stung by a wasp at the weekend do you think that pain was conveyed in the job i did well
0: i feel all these things come to there's a reason there's a message in that there was a message in that in the being stung um it's so funny isn't it but yes i'm pleased you're you're okay now i'm on um, the men (laughs) yeah that was a mean
1: wasp (laughs) i've really gone off wasps
0: yeah not nice not I became nice. vegetarian
1: uh, five five and a half years ago um, and I love it and it's, it's another thing that I wish I'd done far earlier however I have developed a pure hatred for wasps <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I'm a vegan and I'm not a big fan of wasps I'll be honest um, but yeah oh, how funny how funny right so guys we're just going to take a short break um, to hear from our fabulous sponsors You are listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season four, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network. Sponsored by Sennheiser, Focusrite, Audio Technica, and Elements Demos. This podcast is powered by the Focusrite Vocaster and the Sennheiser USB microphone. Founded in Japan in 1962, Audio-Technica has grown to design critically acclaimed headphones, turntables and microphones, building on its passion for listening and retaining the belief that high-quality audio should be accessible to all. From live concert tours and recording studios to theatres, educational facilities and houses of worship, there are also millions of music enthusiasts gamers, and content creators who use Audio-Technica products every day. Check out the Audio-Technica website, audio-technica.com. Having the right demo is so important as a voice actor. In fact, it's one of the most important marketing tools you need to have. Now, I created Elements demos because I wanted to make sure that voice actors have the best demos to go out, to get work, and to get more representation. I have an amazing team of scriptwriters, sound engineers, and directors, all working with you. Check out elementsdemos.com for more information. Okay, everyone, we are back with Ben McCauley talking all about voiceovers, uh, wasps, and you know, <laughs> and being you. Um, I wanted to to ask you, you know, obviously you do a lot of e-learning and corporate narration um voiceovers. What do you think what what makes a good e-learning and corporate narration voice actor?
1: Oh wow. Uh yeah, good question. Um yeah, granted, corporate work and e-learning work is isn't the most glamorous. It's not the sexiest of of voice jobs, but um you are still performing. You're still conveying a message and it doesn't really matter who that message is for, as long as you know who it's for and you're able to convey the meaningful message and, and convey what needs to be conveyed to the audience. Um, Then you're doing, you know, that's half the job done. Um, you know, corporate scripts in particular or, or long e-learning scripts. Mm. And let's be honest, they can be a little bit boring. Um And, I mean, I've done them, I did them in the past, I'm I'm just trying to rack my brain, certainly at the BBC, I would have, I sat in front of a computer and did quite a few courses. Um, And I remember thinking some of them would go on and you would just lose interest, you'd perhaps open solitaire in the corner of your screen, or you'd quickly talk to somebody. So I've always thought you need to keep them engaged, just try and bring a little bit of personality into your read. Yeah, because... These guys are sitting there for, especially the long script, you know, half an hour, Mm -hmm. just hearing my voice for for 30 minutes straight. They're just going to fall asleep if you don't add a little bit of personality, a bit of character into the read. So I always try, you know, just to bring a bit of myself into the read. Um, And I, I guess people like it because i get booked for doing it
0: (laughs) yay um yeah which is fab and it is you know it is that thing that you do have to keep the listener engaged and you do have to be really present and i think you know it's for me like corporate narration and e-learning it's a real challenge oh yes and 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 i feel like that for you like you you like a challenge and 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 so it's 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 rising to that challenge
1: yeah it absolutely is a challenge you know some sometimes when you're speaking about a subject that you have no idea what it is <laughs> yeah, you know, many and, of those. <laughs> yeah likewise you you've, you've got a you've got to black it you've got to yeah. pretend that you know what you're talking about and actually you do learn quite a lot you know i i have yeah. learned quite a lot of information <laughs> about random things that i would never have heard about uh in the yeah. past so i i like it for that reason it's quite fun it's interesting um but yeah, there's definitely, definitely a skill to it, without doubt.
0: Yeah. And the work just keeps increasing and the industry is is growing. I know there's, there's, there's lots of talk about AI and, you know, all of that going on. And of course, that is the elephant in the room. Well, the elephant's come out of the corner of the room now. We are all talking about it. Yeah. But I, you know, I genuinely believe that there will always be um, corporate and, you know, e-learning work and voice actors will always be needed
1: I agree. I agree. Now, whether I'm saying that just out of, you know, to, to reassure myself that the work's not going to dry up, but I do agree. And I think particularly with big corporations, you know, they're all about the human touch and yeah. personal connection. And I know AI is good. I, I just don't know if it's ever going to be good enough to be able to convey those mm. real nuanced emotions and and meanings and messages. So I'm yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm keeping across the situation and And I guess also I'm just trying to keep as best as I can at the job and try and make sure I'm better than AI better than the blooming robots,
0: yes, yeah. we had it. yeah, we had a podcast already with them um, with Mike Cooper talking about being better than the robots. So, yes. okay. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah I think,
1: so, yeah, I'm I, at the moment, I'm not too worried. Um, as I said, i th- I think, businesses they they really want to whether it's talking to their employees or talking to their clients or customers they do want that it's all all about that personal connection yeah Uh, um and I think that's you know probably the the difference between a perhaps a good corporate narrator and and a not so good one is that you're able to bring that personal touch to your reads yeah
0: yeah absolutely um, and you, you know, you're very good at running your voiceover business. Obviously, getting, you know, you've got lots of work uh, and awards. Um, do you have, you know, any any thoughts or advice for people about, you know, running your voiceover business?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, goodness me. How long have you got? I certainly haven't mastered it. <laughs> yeah, I think it is really just about being organized and prioritizing yourself. I used to be, and I think I probably learned it from you actually originally. I'm you know, i I'm not so much anymore just because I almost don't seem to get the time, but I do like to plan out my days in advance yeah. into blocks. Otherwise yeah. I get easily distracted. Um, I use Trello now quite a lot, um, yeah, which is, is great software. It's just so handy; and you can throw so much into it. You know, notes or, or audio or video or whatever. Uh, so I do. I use that. Um, I use Nimble CRM, which has just been amazing for me. I stopped it for a while because it's 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 not cheap, mm. but it it keeps my clients organized. It keeps my leads organized. It reminds me that hey, you haven't spoken to this client for two years send them send them an email Um, and it's amazing actually the number of times that I've done that and work has generated from it you know so yeah I definitely take advantage of of software that's out there to to make running a business um, you know slightly easier.
0: Nice, nice, yay (laughs) good, good and we have kind of talked about challenges already in terms of you know the negative voices Um, are there other challenges that you've kind of had in your career that you would be you know happy to talk about and how you overcame them
1: uh oh blimey um I mean in this industry I think probably more than any other industry you get not setbacks and knockbacks every single day and I remember when when I first started out um I remember it was my first day no it was an agent an acting agent that I was trying to get with and I remember him saying to me look you know, I'll take you on, but I, I do think you need to perhaps think about losing a bit of weight. And it's stuck with me ever since. Um, I mean, I, I I have some, you know, a few issues. I think I, I still need to work through with, with regards to to body shape and, and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, I've had, you know, everyone has setbacks mm-hmm. like that. I have callbacks that I think this is it. I've got this job and then yeah. they give it to somebody else. And at the beginning, it's, it's tough because you're not used to it and you've stuck questioning if you're good enough if you're tough enough um but i guess over time you realize that it is part of the, it comes to the territory it's yeah. it's part of the course and it's going to happen so yeah i've definitely got a lot stronger now at, at, at setbacks um and and again it really goes back to what we were saying I, I sometimes think especially in front of camera and and behind the mic as well i think regardless of your performance you may have given the most perfect performance But if the director for some reason doesn't like one aspect of you, whether that's your appearance, Mm -hmm. whether it's the pitch of your voice, if if you're not gravelly enough, if you're not Mm -hmm. resonant enough, there's not really, there are things that you can't do. And, you know, and so don't take it personally. If you do get a setback and you think this job was made for me. And yeah. you don't get it because it can be it can be, you know, tough when those voices start speaking louder in your head when you've, you know, you've lost out on a big job. But just yeah. put, it, put it to the side and move on. Tomorrow's another day. And, you, you know, the next job will always come in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there is, you know, it is a wonderful industry. There are so many opportunities. and And knowing that there are things that are out of your control is really important to kind of you know to really understand there are things that are in your control and there are things that are out of your control and and you you by spending energy and time on the things that are out of your control you know that's yeah. You, that's just crazy. Um, but spending the time on, yes, you know, do the audition or love the audition, send out those emails, contact those people, but don't expect anything in return. And I think that's a big thing that I've started saying to people, you know, because I, I talk to a lot of voice actors about marketing and, you know, and they're like, oh, but you know, I I get really down because I don't hear anything. So now, you know, my new thing is like, don't expect anything. Just send the emails and don't expect I a return. Forget about it. Yeah. And if you get it, if you get an email back, oh, my God, that's like, wow, what? Don't expect it. And then it's unexpected. Um, It's the same with auditions. Do the audition. Don't expect to get it. Don't Mm. expect to get it. Just enjoy the process. Have fun with it. And then if you get it, oh, my God, that's like a bonus. But. That's that's out of your control. And as you said before, you know, reasons for people being cast, you know, they can be anything from, yeah. you know, the sound of your voice to, you know, the, the casting director you know, or the, the, the end producer may decide that you sound too much like their ex or, you know, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't fit with the other characters or or they it can the job or they can it completely and it's yeah. not going to happen. And you never hear that. You don't know that. So you can't. Yeah, you can't hang on to that.
1: So true. It's so true because you know if you're entering the booth and you're still worried about just being knocked back or about an audition you did earlier, you it it will be conveyed in your read. You know, yeah. you you need to be free and and clear when you go in for a, to 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 read an audition. And um, you know, if you're carrying that extra baggage, it's it's only detrimental.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Some things
1: are, are totally out of your control, as you say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and if you are struggling, I've got just a little piece of advice for those listening. If you are feeling down and you're you've got an audition to do, just give yourself a little pep talk and 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 just like you've got your your awards in front of you to kind of be like, oh my gosh, look at that! But just write a list of of recent achievements, things that you've done that you're proud of, things you know. And you should we you know as voice actors, you should always have a list of of testimonials or positive things that clients have said about you, and then before you do the audition have a look at that read it through just you know remind yourself oh yeah i did that job that person did say they really liked what i did and that just help you when you go into that audition
1: uh, it's brilliant advice it really is you know it, it, as a voice actor it's it's rare that we get feedback because quite often you'll you'll file a job and that's it you won't you won't hear anything whereas mm-hmm. if you're in a normal a normal office job for example you know you have appraisals you have managers that will tell you how you're getting on Whereas we are on our own. And, and yeah. so when you do receive those testimonials, absolutely store them, put them on your website and read them. Just remind yeah. yourself, you know, that, that you, you're good enough and, and you do a good job. I think that's brilliant really advice, Rachel. Yeah, really good advice. Yay. Oh,
0: awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. So we've had, uh, it's been amazing. You've shared tons of, of information and advice. Um, I always like to finish these, podcast interviews with uh, a lovely little question at the end um what would you say to a younger you
1: oh boy <laughs> <laughs> we've got another hour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah that is that is tough i would say a lot um <laughs> I, I i would start by saying stop bloody worrying stop worrying about everything stop worrying about what you think people think of you stop worrying about the last job you did stop worrying about what your peers are doing um stop worrying about getting it wrong you know and, and i think in, in the corporate world in particular it's it is important that you articulate but if you take that corporate read into a commercial read it's very different and I used to, and I still, I'm still guilty of it at times. But I used to make sure I was hitting every single letter and I was enunciating. But of course, that is very different for commercial reads. Yeah. So, I think stop worrying about getting it perfect and yeah. making it sound polished. Have fun with it because it's when you have fun that's when the magic starts to happen, and and that's when you book the book the jobs. Definitely. When you have fun and stop worrying oh yes yeah, yeah it's easy for me to say because i'll go out <laughs> here now and i'll be go oh, i didn't say that i should have I said that wrong i'll be worrying about everybody listening to it. it so i know how tough it is but you know stop worrying yeah. i think if i get if i get another tattoo i will put stop worrying i was glanced down at that every now and then nice
0: yeah it can
1: be overwhelming and it can really impact your performance
0: mm. Definitely. And get, yeah. It's that thing of you just get in your head and you just get in your own way. And it's just like, get out of your own way. Stop worrying. And, you know, leap into the unknown as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One, one, I mean, one reason that I didn't leave um, the BBC as soon as I perhaps should have was I was worried about what people would think, you know, he's crazy. What's he giving this up for to go and chase that dream? And you know what? I genuinely believe if you want to do it, do it. Just take the risk. Don't worry about what anyone else is going to say. If you want to do it and you know you want to do it, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Follow yeah. your dreams.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to you moving to the US then. <laughs> oh, one day. I'm
1: working on that green card. So if anyone wants to sponsor me for my green yeah. card, <laughs> one day.
0: Oh, awesome. Come oh, out and
1: visit me, Rachel.
0: I will. I'll be there. I'll be there. Definitely. Um, it's been such a, a pleasure and honor having you on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Oh. Thank you so much, Ben.
1: No, thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, I just hope I have something interesting to say. Loads, (laughs) loads.
0: Yes, everybody go follow Ben on social media and tell him how awesome he is. He needs to know. So um, fantastic. Thank you so much, Ben. And everybody listening, thank you for joining us today. Uh, And please do join us again for the next episode of the Voice Over Hour podcast. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, Season 4. Brought to you by the VoiceOver Network. With special sponsors Sennheiser, Focusrite, Audio-Technica, and Elements Demos. My name's Rachel Naylor. Join me for the next episode taking you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry.